Okay, welcome to the podcast, everyone. I have a very special and interesting guest here with me today, Morgan Smith. Um, she studied a Bachelor of Fine Arts and Performing Arts major in, in musical theater at AMDA, New York, and in LA. She starred in a few indie zombie films. She's worked at Universal. She's had this incredible, vast experience overseas. But right now, if you were to check in with Morgan, you'd find her currently studying psychology and not just studying like any other individual. I believe that she is the most invested, the most well-read, the most passionate psychology student that I have met on campus, full stop. And I truly believe that she is going to make a large impact on psychology as we know it. Um, her research, she's interested in going in research, and I believe her research will change the world. And as she as she says, she is focused on, on service to those who weren't originally included in, in, you know, in the DSM or conceptions of psychology. She wants to um, revolutionize um, psychology in, in that way. And maybe she would be a bit humble and, and may minimize what she's saying, but that is what she is here to do. And that's what I believe she is doing. And we have her here on the podcast, on the show today. Morgan, welcome. Hi, that was the most incredible introduction I've ever heard of myself. <laughs> that was so sweet. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure, Morgan. Thank you for being on the show. My first question, Morgan, what is wisdom to you? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, what's interesting is I feel like if you asked me this question a year ago, I would have a very different answer because I certainly used to conceptualize it as like a culmination of knowledge and just the more knowledge that you have and being very open to the world. And now I would say that wisdom, it still is that, but it's also understanding that you cannot see things the same way as someone else. And just because they have less experience than you or they're newer or they're younger or whatever it may be, doesn't mean that they aren't going to bring something to the table. And I think that's a really incredible skill that I view wisdom as, is like being able to invite that person to the table not just to sit there and, you know, to tick a box, but to actually contribute and listen to what they have to say and understanding that there are certain things that people will come up with who maybe don't know as much as you that you will never be able to come up with because you are not them. <laughs> and I think that's wisdom, personally. Whoa, whoa. So, so it's they, they see in a different way and it's, it's being able to value um their their contribution could you could you speak to more of that of of how we can learn um to value those contributions and what those contributions can do oh definitely I mean I'm trying to think like I feel like a really good example is probably our jobs that we both work together (laughs) for those of you who don't know (laughs) um but you know being in meetings with really incredible academics and then hearing a student perspective on the same topic, right? That student perspective is going to be different to someone who is an academic and someone who I personally, I think all academics are just absolutely incredible people. <laughs> I don't know how they do what they do. I just think they are just a wealth of knowledge. Um, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the way that 
that person sees the world and experiences the world and experiences the situations that we talk about is going to be very different to someone who is a student and experiencing it from a student perspective. And I think finding the value in, you know, no one is wrong. It's just that that perspective and that the ideas that come from that person are no greater or worse than the perspective and the lived experience of someone else in the same situation and finding a way to kind of broaden the horizon to fit both of those things together and work out, okay, how can we put all of these perspectives and ideas and issues together to come up with an even better outcome than we would have done if we shut that off and only looked at this half. Mm, that is that's wonderful. So it's broadening the outcome mm. to get a better outcome. Like or broadening the 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 perspective mm. um to get a better outcome. So so I guess my question there is is wisdom increasing or enlarging like your perspective? I don't know if it's necessarily enlarging your perspective, but I think it's understanding that your perspective is solely your perspective and that there are certain things that it wouldn't matter how many books you read, it wouldn't matter how much life experience you have, you will never fully understand what someone else's perspective is. And I think wisdom is having that knowledge and understanding I actually need to listen to this person even though they have less experience than me, they're younger than me, whatever it may be. It's wisdom is knowing that and knowing when it's time to actually hand the microphone over to someone else and knowing when it's time to say, if someone comes to you and says like, oh, I need help with this thing and I feel like that's your area of expertise. If you know that there is someone who has more expertise in that area than you do, even if it's the same area as you, it's having that knowledge to go, listen, here's something I can help you with. However, I really do. I know this person. I know that this is their jam and like this is what they do. And here is their contact details. Please go and talk to them. Knowing that what you would give that person is not going to be the same, even if you know the stuff, right? compared to someone else who like that's their passion that's what they do that's what they love so I feel like that's a pretty roundabout way to wrap it up but <laughs> yeah it's just understanding that you can't see the world from everyone's eyes you can only see it from your own eyes mm. so it's it's um it's almost an an acknowledgement of of that you have your own perspective that you you can't fully understand or know another's but we should seek to to understand, like kind of seek to to reach out. What what happens if an inv- individual starts to acknowledge their own perspective and then starts to reach out to others? What what happens then? I just think that's when like the magic happens, right? <laughs> and also, it's when it's like the more people we can get involved, the more perspectives we can look at and appreciate, and the more that you can appreciate and lean on others. I think the better life gets, right? Because I also, I, it's that old thing of like, the more you know, the less you know. I think that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just being able to go, well, I don't, I can give you an idea and I can give you my perspective and I can tell you what I know. But if you know that there's someone else who you really respect and appreciate who could maybe give a different perspective, 
Um, or if you meet with people who maybe aren't as experienced, but you ask them what they feel and what they know, you might hear something that you otherwise wouldn't have even thought of or wouldn't have considered. Mm. So that's wisdom. Wow. Yeah. My, my quest, that's awesome. I love this. This is my question. My next question here, Morgan, is how would someone go from, from being stuck in their own perspective mm. to then opening their minds and branching out and learning kind of in that mm. way? How, how does someone go from there to there? I think it's difficult. I honestly think it would depend person to person. Personally, for me, I love reading. <laughs> so I I love reading things that either interest me or I don't know a lot about. But once I've read from one perspective, I will like purposefully, I'm, I just even, especially in psychology, right, when you're reading research papers all the time, whenever I read like three papers that all agree with the same thing, I go like, okay, who's written a paper <laughs> that completely disagreed with this? Because I want to hear what they have to say. And I think it's accepting that, right? Not really confirming your own bias and just going, okay, who disagreed with this? Who had a different, like, who had a different idea on this same topic? What, who, what has been done? What hasn't been done? Is there a common limitation here? Like, is there a common flaw (laughs) (laughs) that we're all ignoring? Um, And then kind of piece it together for yourself. I think that's probably the best way to do it. If you're not a reader, I would say watch a lot of TV shows. Watch TV shows that are maybe outside of your own language if you can do it. I think like that's really important and something that you could do. Listen to music outside of your own culture. Um, and just like li- I think as well just listen. Like when you're in class, yes, contribute to the conversation. But also just listen to what other people have to say. And then think to yourself, okay, do I agree with that? Do I not agree with that? Can I try and listen to how they would have gotten there? Yeah, that's what I would recommend. Wow. Hmm. So I guess my next question would be, if someone, like, why, if this is the case, like, if this, if learning from other perspectives and, and things is so enriching and and like awesome and creates better outcomes. Why would someone ever want to be stuck in their own perspective? Like why would they like yeah, I guess that's my question, you know? I mean, ultimately, I think it's comfort, right? Mm. It's really uncomfortable to think, oh, maybe there's some things I've done that I'm not wrong, but it may be like not the best. Or there's things that I have said that although I had the best intentions at the time and I genuinely thought that at the time, it actually hurts people. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's a really hard thing to have, right? Because you feel good when people acknowledge your perspective. You feel good when you feel like you're doing the right thing and you're trying to help people or you view something in a certain way and you think like that's the right answer. I think it's incredibly uncomfortable to sit with yourself and sit like read from certain perspectives and then realize, Oh, maybe the way that I discussed some topics in the past, like I certainly feel this way um, actually wasn't great (laughs) and was actually quite hurtful and was actually really ignoring 
some very serious uh, issues that really affect some people. And maybe there's things I could have said that would have been better and would have been more like sensitive, but also would have been probably closer to the truth and not whatever I thought was the truth at the time. And I think like that's, you know, what is the truth ultimately, who knows? But um, yeah, I think it, it's com- it's comfortable to just stay where you are and with what you know and to not reach out to other, you know, perspectives and cultures and stuff because it's like putting yourself in that dissonance can be very uncomfortable and can be very unsettling. Mm. Morgan, I guess my question is, is it worth going beyond the comfort? Yes. <laughs> I think absolutely. Like absolutely. Because not only does your life get better, right? But you can handle hostile conversations better, I think. I think if you're able to go, okay, this person's very upset about this, but I also understand how they got there. Like, okay, cool. And then this is the opposite of that argument. And this person's like clearly very upset and is very personally attached to whatever this topic is. But I can also see how they got there. And I wouldn't say that one is worse than the other. It's just understanding that, oh, okay, I can see like what has happened to get to this point and what has happened over here to get to this point. Um, and I think it just makes you like not empathetic. Like, yeah, I would say empathetic. It, it makes you more empathetic to understanding and to why people think the way that they do, why people get uncomfortable with how the world is changing and just be a little bit more, I guess, sensitive. I think it's very easy to pigeonhole people and stereotype people and think, well, all people are just like this. And I don't think of that that's really not the case. <laughs> and yeah, holding that space and having a little bit more empathy for people, not letting people walk all over you and obviously like not letting people hurt you or hurt other people. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But having the amount of empathy to go, okay, I understand how this person got there, but I still don't think it's right. Mm. I think that's a quite a important skill set. Wow. That's very powerful. I'm, I'd like to pick up on on the specifically the understanding bit. Mm. What what does it do when you understand someone's perspective or understand how they get there, and and you still do, like you disagree with it, but you like what does that understanding do? I think it just makes you realize that like we're all human, we're all flawed, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just kind of like, yeah, humans are very flawed. <laughs> like you know and it also I think as well it at the end of the day I know like for me I'm white I grew up in a very white neighborhood I was in you know I went to like good schooling I'm very like lucky in that sense I was very kind of sheltered from the world when I was younger um and I think like that's not in itself a bad thing But it did mean that when I went overseas for the first time and when I was like living in other cultures and when I, you know, like met people of other races to me who had separate traditions to me, there were certain things that I think at the time I was like, well, why would you do that? Like, that's so strange. (laughs) Like, how do you enjoy this? This is so bizarre. Um, So I think just understanding that you, although from what you think is right or wrong, 
might look one way for someone else that could be just what how they believe their life should be and what they think should like you know it's just like what their culture and what their perspective and everything else is and what like gives them a sense of community and love and comfort um I don't really know where that was going but I feel like you know it's it's kind of like okay I can like hold space for people but also I can recognize when people are doing the wrong thing and I can recognize when people are doing things to marginalize people and to hurt people um but at the same time not say they're doing that because they're evil people like and being able to just look at it from that perspective instead and think okay so this is the culmination of this is there anything we can do 20 steps back to stop us from getting to this point Mm -hmm. I think that's what we really should be doing not just thinking well that person's evil we should just lock them up and we should just silence them and then move on (laughs) and act like nothing happened (laughs) wow you know you know what I love like like even just when you said like humans are flawed like we are flawed it almost took the weight of the world off my shoulder. I almost, I was feeling understood, understood in that moment. And it's funny how you, even just like, even the ones that we think are, you know, or are evil should be locked up, that they can be understood and, and brought, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And I guess my next question, just on a, on a larger level of things is that, Morgan, what is it, what is it, that humans like what do we look for what are we all looking for yeah I think that that's really interesting because I don't know so personally I I feel like I'm constantly opposed between like my philosophy (laughs) train of thoughts and my like science train of thoughts (laughs) so I guess like a part of me wants to say, well, people are all looking for like love and respect and compassion, right? But then there's also power. And I think that that's a very interesting kind of thing to pull in, right? Is why, why, you know, I really love Foucault, talks a lot about biopower, biopolitics and control. And then a part of me is like, well, is what we want love and respect and compassion and all of those things or is that just what I want and how does power play into that and does power is power this idea of obtaining power is that what giving people is that what is giving people comfort and love and respect right is this idea of I have a higher power status so therefore I have to have these things because I control this or is that just like artificial because you can't get it elsewhere and what does it look like when you get it elsewhere? Does it look the same as everyone else? Ooh, 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 this is getting juicy. Morgan, like, let's let's explore this. I want to explore this a little bit more. Um, Morgan, what is what is power? I think like that question, isn't it? <laughs> like, what is it? Because, you know, for some people, I think power is financial stability. For some people, power is being a manager in your job or being the CEO. For some people, power might be being the teacher and everyone else being your student. Um, I think it really just depends. I don't, I think power is one of those big umbrella terms that when you first hear it, you just kind of 
probably roll your eyes. You're probably overhearing about it. (laughs) (laughs) And you just think like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) I get it. People want power. But when you start to break it down, power shows up in so many ways and looks so different in so many situations. Um, And in many ways, we aren't even conscious (laughs) of all the ways that it shows up anymore. So what is power? Like that... It's a great question. It's a great question. I think it can be multiple things. It can be power over other people's bodies, power over other people's perspectives, um, power over what people do and don't have access to, whether that's resources or education or anything else. Um, And I think power as well can just be really like almost translucent to a point where people don't even realize um, that what they're saying and what they're doing um, can like has the power to adjust people's behavior. Um, and I think like a really clear example of that is something like Instagram. Um, I don't really use a lot of social media anymore, but I think, you know, something, I feel like maybe this isn't as big of an issue now, but I would say like a few years ago, a lot of people would post just like the highlights of their life. You know what I mean? And would post like, this is my workout. This is what I eat in a day. Um, that has an effect on other people's behavior. And that is a form of power mm-hmm. because by posting this like facade, it will make other, it will can make other people look at their lives and go like, Oh, well, then I'm not good enough. I need to, you know, train my body I need to eat different foods I need to adjust myself that's power because you're essentially not like forcing but you're kind of implicitly adjusting other people's behavior which otherwise wouldn't have happened if you maybe hadn't seen that Mm. well that's interesting it it almost seems as though power is an effect like like effect on others like an effect that you can put out into the world financially an effect of control Mm. i guess my question is can like i guess there's 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 the potential for power to be used for for negative aspects and and also there's the effect like because you could you could alter someone's behavior in a beautiful way in a in a way that helps and stuff so i guess does uh, i guess my question is can love and understanding and compassion lead to power I absolutely think so. (laughs) And I think like the best example that I have of this is I know that you're being taught by them right now, but Dr. Lindley Halepain, I think, yeah, absolute queen. I just, she's so incredible. Um, I think like she really, for me, she's the embodiment of that because she completely controls the room. Like every room, this is the kind of person who like walks into the room and just has everyone in the palm of her hand but you know how much she respects and appreciate every single person in that space and but she holds the power right um and I feel like she's done so like she would never say like she's very humble but I feel like she's really changed um so many people's lives (laughs) and I don't think she quite realizes yeah I hope that she listens to this. I'll send it to her. But <laughs> oh, wow. but um yeah, I'd I'd say people like her make me realize that you can have power and really do some incredible things with it. 
Wow, that's that's incredible. Like I've, I've really felt into that, uh, Morgan. How so in that in that way, is there a case to say that the more love, understanding, and perspective we have, the more powerful we become? I guess my question would be, and I, I think I've only, I've seen a couple of um, Dr. Lindley's lectures that have been phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, but I guess from your perspective, like how how does an individual like Dr. Lin Lee or or anyone who has that good power, like what is it that they've cultivated? What is it? What's behind that? Honestly, I think it just goes back to the first thing that we talked about, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, listening to others, not just taking one perspective, opening the floor for other people to discuss things, not settling with you know, I feel like whenever a topic is introduced in her classes, she goes, okay, this is what it is. Let's critique this. Let's critique this further. Can we critique it anymore? What's another perspective we can take here? Okay, let's talk about this thing. So this is what these people think of this. This is what these people think of this. How can we think of this? I'm like, that's really what it is, right? At least in my eyes. Wow. So, so we can increase our power for good by increasing our wisdom and understanding and taking, taking in, acknowledging our own perspectives and taking in other perspectives. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like, a part of me is like, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. But right now, that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm leading towards. I hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just it, right? I think again, the more you know, the less you know. I think, you know, right now this is my thought process. I'm sure in a year's time I'll probably have a different answer. But I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that because right now it sounds like a pretty good deal, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess my next thing, Morgan, um, what have you been enjoying recently? <laughs> Just on another topic. What have I been enjoying recently? Honestly, I, I've i been making an effort to spend more time with my friends, um, which has been such a great experience for me. I'm definitely the kind of person who, when a semester starts, I'm very just obsessed <laughs> with my work I'm very obsessed with um studying and reading and writing papers that it gets to a point where I don't have the best work-life balance and I don't I know that about myself and I do get very burnt out and I got extremely burnt out and the end of last semester I just was exhausted and I realized like I haven't really talked to anyone this year outside of uni and outside of work um and if I have talked to friends it's been about uni or it's been about work (laughs) (laughs) it hasn't just been like how are you let's go get coffee so I've been making more of an effort with that this semester and look maybe my grades won't change maybe they'll go down I don't know but at least I feel better and I feel more whole and it's a nice reminder that I know for me, I get very zoned in and I sometimes forget that I have so many people, like I'm so fortunate. I have so many people in my life who really care about me and who 
are my complete cheer squad. And I sometimes just forget because I'm so caught up <laughs> in being in like this little room <laughs> with all my books <laughs> that I, you know, I forget that, oh, that's right. Like there are so many people who care about me and I need to invest in that as well. Like it can't just be them investing in me. So, yeah. That's wonderful. That's what I've been enjoying. <laughs> that is really wonderful. That's, um, it's nice because it, it's almost, um, like I, the language you used was, was forget and then remember. Mm. And it's like, I, I like that. I kind of like that idea of remembering that there's so much support and kind of love there. And, and what is it, what has it done for you when you've invested in, into your friend, like into your friends and to your loved ones sort of thing? I think it's made me realize that a lot of the things that I treat as humongous are tiny. you know like a lot of the things that I would spend so much time ruminating about and would put so much pressure on myself to be the best and to know this the most (laughs) and Mm. perform the best it's like I probably could have done the same job with 10% of thinking time compared to that 100% of thinking time that I was giving it um and I probably would have even done better <laughs> Wow! because I wouldn't have been so caught up in like just not being able to switch off from it. And I know for me, spending time with friends and family and just even if it's not all the time, just being able to laugh about something really ridiculous um, <laughs> or talk about what my friends are maybe going through that, I wouldn't say it's like better or worse than anything I'm going through, but just that understanding that, oh yeah, like we're all going through things. We're all trying to work this out together. Um, even though it's different and we can be there for each other. Mm. I think that's just been really calming. Wow. That's really rich because I've found um, for me, I've, I've found myself over, overthinking things, over investing and I guess I would I would ask maybe from your perspective what, why do we do that why if we if we know like like I guess if we know that if we could just relax and go to our friends like why do we stick with that that stuff mm-hmm. you know do you know what I mean like I'm still trying yeah. to kind of piece that one together mm-hmm. well for me it's a little bit different so I have ADHD <laughs> oh, so my yeah. brain is like pretty much just wired <laughs> to not stop <laughs> and just not stop with like 50 conversations in my head going on at once um and I know for me like I hyper focus and I think now looking back at the last answer you go oh so you hyper focus on your studies I'm like yes (laughs) I sure do um but so look I'm not going to take away from that but at the same time I would say for other people or well not other people but I would say like if regardless of if you have a mental health condition like ADHD or not this idea of putting so much weight and so much stakes to your education even if it's not about your grade putting writing a paper and putting your ideas and thoughts on paper it's like you're giving a piece of yourself to your marker and you're inviting them 
to rip it apart, (laughs) (laughs) right? And give you all that feedback and it can feel quite um, personal sometimes. Um, And I know for me, like, even if I get a good mark, right, it's not a perfect mark. I'm like, okay, so what are all the things I did wrong and how can I fix this? Um, So I don't, like, I think it's just finding a way to redistribute that weight a little bit and just not take away from it. It's still very important, but it doesn't have to weigh 100 kilos. Maybe it can weigh 50 kilos and maybe we can put the other 50 kilos back into other things that are important, like your family and your friends and your well-being and exercise and drinking water um, and sleep. Sleep is so important. Um, And not allowing the fact that you have this weight over here take over from all of that. Wow. So it's it's um the weights so the the weight is over invested mm. and and we should be distributing it to all these other areas of our life, but we've we we've put we've put too much weight into into one thing. What like Morgan, what ends up happening when you, you take the weight off or you take the pressure off? Do do you believe and I kind of hope this is the case, but do you believe that when the pressure's off, we perform better? I don't know if it's when the pressure is off that you perform better. I think that there's a lot of psychologists who would argue with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just from what I know, I'm like, oh, I can already hear a few people going like, actually, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I know, I understand. Um, yeah. But I would say being able, I think sometimes when you're so deep in something, you miss things, um, you ignore signals that maybe your body's giving you um which can lead to you know getting sick um or if you notice something small like i don't know a rash or something and you're like oh it's nothing and then in a month's time it's it's no longer nothing you you have to do it there's that saying of like if you don't take a break your body will force you to take one (laughs) and then it won't be at a time that's convenient um but i don't think that that's one size fits all like i don't want to sit here and say go and hang out with your friends and life will get better that's not realistic (laughs) like everyone's different for some people I know for me I find large social social situations extremely exhausting um but I'm much better with one-on-one time and I'm much better with um for me I do a lot of like color blocking with my schedule and I know that if I've invested the time that I need to to get my studies done then I can invest the time to do these other things because I've, I've fit it all in. That works for me. That's not going to work for a lot of other people. It might work for one person. It might not work for 50 people. Um, so I would say if you can, honestly, for me, redistributing that weight allowed me to, to realize that there were things going on that weren't sustainable and to realize that although on paper it looked like I was working really hard and I was doing great things, at what cost was I doing that? And the cost was far greater than the reward. And it made me reach out and get help and to talk to people and to just like take time away from just like reading papers every single day, um, which weren't going anywhere. So I would say like, you know, I would love to say like, oh, just go hang out with your friends and then life will be great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's realistic. I think it's more um, 
take the time to really sit with yourself and also take the time to set boundaries. Um, and that kind of goes with everything. I, I think it goes with your friends too. There are ways to do it. Um, you know, I would, don't call your friend and say like, actually, I can only chat with you on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I know for me, my phone disables at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> yes. And I stop getting notifications and all of my friends know that. Um, so, yeah, find ways that but also find what works for you and that does take some trial and error and it takes some exploration time but you're not going to be able to do that if you have 100 kilos sitting in one area of your life Mm. yeah i love that i love that you know what's really funny morgan i've almost like what what the thoughts just come to my mind there's there's reaching for perspectives from others which increases your wisdom but there's almost like different perspectives and thoughts within you. Like I think when you said signal, like the signal was given you and it's like, it's almost like, can we apply that same approach of seeking multiple perspectives of yourself? And, and is, is, is there like a, does your body give you what is right for it, for its rhythm, for your life? Can we trust the wisdom of the body? Definitely. Um, a little while ago now, this is so funny. A little while ago now, I worked with um, this incredible person called Michelle Beatty. Um, and she essentially teaches people to map their like nervous system and their like internal systems. And what I mean by that is you have all of these parts of you that are all working together. And, you know, I know for me, when I was doing it, it's like you have that inner child, like, parts of you you have your like workhorse part of you you have your part that likes to party and it's just finding ways for that system to kind of work together um and allow you to kind of stay with things and be calm and like find the you know the calm and the chaos and find the fun and the chaos and just not allowing like one part of you to just kind of take charge in every single regard um I feel like that's a very (laughs) one sentence recap of something that's probably a lot larger than that um so absolutely there was a yoga teacher of mine like years and years ago who said listen to your body when your whispers so that you um before it screams or something like that that's a very butchered way of saying it but it was essentially like if you don't listen to your body when it whispers then it's going to end up screaming and then what are you going to do wow wow that's that is wonderful and it's funny because it's almost like the same approach we should take to our perspectives in the world by listening to all perspectives and trying to find even the whispers of the the ones that we discount is the same perspective that we we um um could take on ourselves so it's almost like what is inside is a reflection of the outside which is a, that's a really cool thing yeah well yeah to an extent i would say um yeah and just also acknowledging that you like we all show up differently to different spaces right like the way that you act in your classroom is probably not going to be the same way that you act at a family dinner (laughs) (laughs) and the way that you act when you know you have five hours before a paper's due and you're still writing it (laughs) (laughs) is not going to be the the same as when you're just in your own space in your I don't know for me it would be like playing animal crossing but (laughs) you know they're different um but they're all still you so 
finding ways to go, okay, how how am I in all these situations and how can I start to map that out and acknowledge it? And is there certain areas of my life where, like, I do need help and I do need support? Um, are there things that I can do to help myself, like, go to bed at a reasonable time <laughs> <laughs> and find ways to actually fall asleep? Wow. That's profound. My my next question would be like, there seems to be a common kind of um, thing about like understanding. And I guess if you understand, if you're understanding more of yourself, like you understand what, what happens in your life. I mean, from personal experience, I would say it gets better and then you unmask other problems, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like, Oh, great. Did it worked it out. It's this thing. And then three months go by and you're like, okay, no, I'm struggling with this. And I've never seen this before. Like, this is different. Why is this showing up in a different way? All these things that I had that were working for me, they're suddenly not working. Like what's happening. Um, and then you realize, Oh, okay. Like there's still more work to be done. I think it's a constant work in progress. I don't think we ever quite get to, yeah. I wish we could all be perfect. That would be lovely, but it would also be very boring. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I guess um, my next point here, my next question would be what, if you could say something to the world or speak something mm. to the world, what would you what would you love to say? Like what would you love to give the world? I think just don't be afraid to ask for help. <laughs> and mm. don't be afraid to be wrong. Mm. Um they're probably the two biggest things because you know me, I'm like a very hard worker, a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing when you've reached your limit, um or knowing that maybe you just need a week with a little less on your plate. Like, don't be too hard on yourself for that. But mm. also, you know, I'm sure that I've said something today that I'm going to completely disagree with <laughs> in a year's time. Um, but it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change perspectives. And um, like that's growth and that's what living is. You know, you wouldn't be alive if you just stayed the same. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. I think one one of the, I think I've heard from one of the te- one of these teachers, they said that we we measure ourselves, our growth, by how embarrassed we are that we said something. <laughs> like like if we become more and more embarrassed of our of what past and what we were saying in the past, that means we've grown. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. I that's feel a, like that's very true. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> my last last question just on, on that. I know it's just so random, but how do you ask for help? Like how do you get help? Where do you where do you go? You know, I I understand that there's a lot of people who are like, there's this hotline, go get a mental health plan, do all these things. I think it's different for everyone. Like asking for help could be as simple as if you live with someone being like hey I'm really busy can you unpack the dishwasher for me 
<laughs> you know, or it can be as simple as um, telling your friend, like, I can't hang out this weekend because I have to do X, Y, and Z. Is that okay if we reschedule it to this time? Like, that's also asking for help because you're asking for help to move things around your schedule. But at the same time, like, if you are really going through it or you have an inkling about your mental health, um, go and go and get that medical support I would say if you can um if you're in a university there's usually pretty good resources um at your universities or in school settings and work settings they usually have things set up for that um which can be quite helpful if you can't afford it because to be honest it is very out of arm's reach I would say for most people to be able to afford adequate mental health medical care um but it doesn't have to just be that you, you can also just ask for help from your friends and also help from yourself <laughs> yeah. and just recognize when you have, you know, try to, if you can recognize when you have too much weight in one spot. And even if you're just shifting a tiny bit of that weight, it's probably going to make a huge difference to you. Um, that's what I would say. Wonderful. Wonderful. Beautiful. Uh that was so awesome when you said help from yourself as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> really forgot about that one. That's awesome. Um, Morgan, are there any final um, words that you'd like to communicate to the world or to the podcast or anything else? Is there anything else that you just want to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think just, like, be kind to yourself. Like, you're doing the best you can. Um just yeah just be kind to yourself don't be too hard on yourself that's what i would say Mm. it's okay well morgan um thank you so much for being on this this podcast i feel after having had this conversation i'd like to share the impact of what it's done to me yeah i feel i feel now much more inspired to go understand perspectives of others. Like I I actually feel that because, and I feel like as well that, that the more perspectives I can understand, the more love and compassion and impact I can have on the world, which is awesome. I also feel like I've completely forgotten that I can ask for help, which is so random. (laughs) So that wasn't, I don't know why, but that reminder just sparked me up. So I'm going to go, ask a particular person for help in a particular thing. And um, and also, like, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm just feeling like the need just to relax and just be kind to myself and kind of just have some time with myself. So that's the impact that you've had on me in this conversation and in this expression of wisdom. So I just want to thank you deeply for that. And, yeah, Morgan, is there... Is there any way for any any listener to to reach you or that you'd you'd like would you like would, would there would that be something yeah I would love to say yes but I feel like all my social media is pretty much non-existent at this point because <laughs> <laughs> I realized like that for me that was one thing that wasn't helping me so I mm. set a lot of boundaries there um I don't know. I guess they could ask you and you could put them in touch with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. Well, yeah. to... unfortunately, social media, it wasn't very healthy for me. So yeah. sorry, you can't find me there. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Well, to any listeners, if you would like to reach Morgan, have a ch- chat with um, 
have a chat with them, then um, just let me know. Send send me a message, and um, and I'll obviously ask Morgan if if that's okay, and kind of give you context. But yeah, um, Morgan, I am so excited um, for what you're gonna do in psychology and in the world. And honestly, I'm just excited to be working with you as well uh, on our on our projects at Macquarie. And yeah, and thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. This was really nice. Awesome, awesome. Okay, bye everyone.